0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Amen and amen. Good evening, Central Park Baptist Church. Good evening to y'all. How we doing this evening? We doing okay? Amen and amen. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing Hymn 105, Hymn 105, Go Tell It on the Mountain, Hymn 105. One zero five, Go tell it on the mountain. Oh, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching for silent flocks by night. Thank you. for sinners to Father, Lord, we're so excited that we can, uh, as born-again children of God, go tell it on the mountain and everywhere that we do uh, have a risen Savior, Lord, who we celebrate his birthday, Lord, uh, during this season, Father. And Father, we're so excited to be here. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to get here safely. We pray, Lord, that you'll bless the preaching tonight and just uh, be in the midst of the remainder of our worship here. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen, and you may be seated for this next hymn, hymn four seventy-two, hymn four seventy-two. Follow on, follow on, hymn four seventy-two. Follow on, sing along. Uh, down in the valley with my Savior, I would go where the flowers are blooming and the sweet. Waters flow everywhere he leads me. I would follow, follow on, walking in his footsteps till the ground be one. Follow, follow, follow. I would follow Jesus anywhere, everywhere. I would follow on, follow, follow. I would follow Jesus everywhere he leads me follow on, Uh, down in the valley with my Savior I would go, where the storms are sweeping and the dark waters flow.
1: Praise the Lord. If it will stay about that till, you know, May or June and warm up to about 80, I'll be good. Amen. I'm, I like the warm weather. Well, let's uh, please help us and pray. And not only pray, but call someone between now and Sunday. Yes. And let's see if we can start off Sunday, January the 1st, 2023 with a big day. Amen, and uh, you know we was talking about 100 percent attendance. <clears throat> Might as well start it on the first uh, Sunday of the year. Amen, and right. and so let's uh, let me encourage you to please help me, and and let's get a hold of our people, send them a text, uh, call them, to, uh, if they, especially if they have not been here, and uh, and just let them know we're trying to have a big day, get everybody here, and uh, let's do our best to fill up the place this coming Lord's Day, and. Uh, With our people, and then the visitors will just be extra, amen? They'll just be the icing on the cake. So uh, Sunday, again, uh, please help us to get in touch with everybody. Uh, Also, January 22nd, I need to know all of our teachers aren't here, but uh, we're having a teacher's meeting, and our teacher's meeting will be following the afternoon service for about 20 minutes, okay? Because we've got choir practice between services, and we just don't have time to do that. Unless you want to skip lunch. That's what I thought. <clears throat> you know, but so we'll wait. And uh, after the afternoon service, uh, for all of our teachers and helpers and workers, we'll meet uh, uh, in here in Brother Wujian's classroom back there. So please uh, don't forget about that. We'll have it in the bulletin for Sunday as well. Which reminds me, Brother Choi got his immigration hey. status letter the other day everything was approved amen i mean and he and i just had that conversation about a week earlier about uh you know with the government they said it would probably take a few months but god's time is not our time right and i'm thankful and prayer does make a difference so uh, i appreciate your prayers about that and uh so that that he's legal Hey, Amen. I was a little worried about him at first, you know. I saw the uh, green truck out here, you know, a couple of Sundays, and and I pointed to the RV back there. Just been, uh, I just was just being a good citizen, you know, and and I said, if you find anybody out here, I don't know where you would look, but if it was me, I would look in the RV. So, <clears throat> but, uh, but no, but he got everything ready uh, that are approved. Our next step now is just to, we want to meet with the attorney and and see what we can do now and when uh, to start the process for uh, to get him a visa so that he can go back and forth and see his folks. He hasn't been back in three years, and God, you know, answers prayers in that way too. Amen. His parents have been praying, you know, Lord, please don't let him come back for at least four. So you know, so we know that God's really helped with that. It could be another year or two. But uh, but he needs, does need to go back and see his folks. And so pray with us as we kind of get that process started as well, okay? Uh, the VBS uh, <coughs> sheet and sign-up sheet is out here. Uh, or there's supposed to be a sign-up sheet, but the dates are out there on the bulletin board. The uh, cost is uh, is on there as well, and the cost is just for the hotel, all right? the The church is going to take care of the fuel and stuff like that, so we're just... It's, and it's for a four-night hotel stay. If you'd like to go, we want you to go. And uh, I mean, we had 30. How many did we have last? Do you remember how many we had? It's between 25 and 30 that went last year. And uh, and we had about 30. I believe it was about 30 kids that got saved. And and so the Lord really blessed. And so we're going to go back. And at the request of the pastor, and he, man, he just said that was the best VBS that he had had ever. And so he said, will you please come back? So uh, anyway, the dates and everything is on there uh, so that you can prepare uh, for that. So uh, please, you know, go out there and look at that, all right? <clears throat> also, I want you to please pray again for Brother uh, Gary uh, Lund. He um, he had a, a port put in for his uh, dialysis, and uh, they've also... He, Uh, Given him the approval with the heart doctor so that they could put him on the kidney transplant list and uh, so all that's been done but please continue to pray for him he was here Sunday and I had an opportunity to talk to him for a while he just uh, doesn't have much energy he told me it takes him about 20 minutes to button his shirt Uh, so uh, please keep him in your prayers that uh, God would elevate his kidney function it's down to about 6% right now So it needs to be up to be about 15 to at least be able to, uh, you know, uh, survive without, you know, so much dialysis. So pray uh, for him about that as well, okay? Remember all the other prayers, uh, requests on our prayer sheet. Everybody have that? I didn't ask that a minute ago. Um, So pray about that as well and uh, that that all of our folks get the feeling better, all right? Uh, but again, pray for our day Sunday. Man, I'd like for us to have a big day to start the new year. Listen, God, I was telling my wife was driving home the other day and I said, you know, as good as God uh, has been to us in 2022, I cannot wait to see what he does for us in 2023. And, uh, but you know, if God does for us Uh, at least what he does did for us in 2022 then we as god's people are going to have to step it up in 2023 y'all shake y'all's head this way i mean if we if we ask more for from god then we've got to do more for god we've got to be better in our prayer life we've got to be better in our faithfulness we've got to be better at reading his word and uh and praying together as a church as we did in 22 and uh so you know but uh, well, you, know, I tell, this is the first Sunday of the month coming up, and you know we were doing twenty-two and twenty-two uh, for the month for the year of twenty-two. So why don't we just go ahead and and uh, go for twenty-three and twenty-three? I mean, it worked. It worked for us in twenty-two. So uh, Sunday morning, eight thirty, uh, we'll just do our prayer time as a church, tw- uh, and we'll meet at eight thirty, and let's let's shoot for twenty-three uh we we missed it a couple of times, but we were really close so let me encourage you please come uh at eight thirty and let's do our best if you if all of y'all come sunday morning at eight thirty we'll make it amen. Amen? amen i mean i mean that's no big deal eight thirty what's that yeah I mean y'all can make it <coughs> so uh, anyway but twenty three and twenty three sunday morning at eight thirty all right well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll pray for our offering as, as well. I believe, uh, let me, I'll give you a quick update on our our kitchen. I think it's up to around $14,000 uh, for the kitchen fund. So, Amen. man, I appreciate your Christmas gifts. We're going to leave these up through Sunday and just in case someone else has some they would like to put in. But uh, just uh, continue to pray about that. Where, you know, God's been good and He supplied our need. Uh, all of our equipment are, is in. Except a few things for the sound system, uh, and they're expecting uh, everything else except for our hearing uh, help thing. That's it's, that's scheduled for March. So that's but everything else is scheduled to come in in the next uh, couple of weeks, I think, so they can start uh, the uh, install process. Uh, the, the I believe it's the second week of January. So and they can do it all in one day. So I'm excited about that. And again, thank you. For that as well. So let's go to Lord in prayer and ask God's blessing on these tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Uh, Lord, we are thankful, God, for your people and their faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for them being here tonight, Lord. And I pray, God, that you'd please bless and God, may, may we listen, Lord, uh, God, tonight as you speak to our hearts, Lord. It's not the man that's speaking, but God, the Holy Spirit of God speaking through him. And <clears throat> so, Lord, I pray that you'd please help us, Lord. Uh, God, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, be with those that are on our our list tonight, God, those spe- a special requests, Brother Gary Lund, we lift him up in prayer and ask you, God, to be with him and his kidney function, Lord, and God just uh, pray that you would help him, raise him up, Lord. We pray also, God, for uh, a special day, Sunday, We I ask you, Lord, for 23 of our people, Lord, that will come and, and uh, bow their head and bend their knee to a holy and a righteous God and ask you, Lord, Lord, for saved, for lost people to come get saved and for new church, uh, new families to come and join the church. And so, Lord, please, God, I pray for a, a wonderful start to a new year, God, and expecting uh, new blessings. Lord, you said you daily loadeth us with blessings, God. And so, Lord, we ask you, Lord, for a special 2023. I pray, dear Father God, that you'd help us, Lord, if you don't come back by the end of next year that God that we we won't even recognize this place Lord that your blessings will be so full and so Lord we just pray and ask you God to to bless but help us Lord to do our part God uh, your blessings only come as a result of your people being obedient and doing what you have called us to do so God please help us Lord tonight in a special way Lord we just thank you God for your goodness thank you Lord again for our people Lord we pray for this offering that we're about to receive Lord, I pray for Brother Kevin, Lord, as he comes and brings a message tonight. I pray, God, that you're, you'd just give him liberty. and uh, Lord, I'm thankful that you led me to uh, ask him to preach tonight, Lord, because of my throat and stuff, Lord. So I pray that you'd be with him. God, help me, Lord, to be better before Sunday. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to come to this place, Lord, tonight. And, uh, God, I just ask you, Lord, to... To bless God, bless the offering. Lord, bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> if you have an offering, you can please come.
0: able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 529, hymn 529 will work till Jesus comes, hymn 529. Hymn
1: 529
0: will work till Jesus comes, oh. briefly greet each other as we prepare for tonight's teaching.
1: Well, on Sunday afternoon, I I was driving home and I got the thing about Brother Kevin and I thought, you know, I think I'll call him and see if he'd like to preach Wednesday night. And uh, so I did, and it's a good thing because uh, I got my sinuses got the anyway. Uh, I thought, well, by by Tuesday, I thought I'm glad I called him. I guess the Lord was in that, you know, and and uh, so Brother Kevin's going to come preach for us tonight. I'm Looking forward to it. He, young man does a good job. Thank God's going to use him and. I'm just thankful that he's allowing us to be a part of that. Amen. So, Kevin, come preach. He said he was ready.
2: Well, uh, I'm uh, I'm thankful that uh, I get to be a part of uh, this church. Amen. Uh, sometimes my friends ask me, you know, Kevin, why don't you go to a different church if you live so far? Well, the Lord planted me here. Right. So, and the and, and pastor has me. No, but... <laughs> but... Uh, if, uh, if you would rise and, and, and turn your Bible uh, to Leviticus chapter 26, uh, some people say that you can't preach out of Leviticus, but there's a lot in Leviticus here, amen. Uh, chapter 26, uh, verse 32, chapter 26, and, uh, verse 22, hopefully we can have some fun as well. Uh, but verse 32 says, uh, And I will bring the land into desolation, and the, the land of Israel, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. And I will scatter you among the heathen. You see that now. And will draw you out, or draw out a sword after you, and your land shall be desolate, and your cities waste. Verse 34. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbaths, as long as it lieth desolate, and ye be in your enemy's land. And then, then shall the land rest, and enjoy her Sabbaths. Verse 35, that's the main verse. As long as it lieth desolate, it shall rest, because it did not rest in your Sabbaths when you dwelt upon it. Let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you for the day. I, I pray that I would uh, preach uh, your word and, and just uh, speak the truth. And thank you, uh, Jesus, for uh, the payment uh, on the cross. We love you and I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, this, this is an interesting passage of Scripture because what it's saying is that God's going to bring the land to desolation so that I can get rest. But not just that, it's saying that the reason that they went into captivity, this is prophecy, prophecy of the 70 years of captivity in Babylon. We, pastor preached on it, on Daniel. But it's saying the reason they were in 70 years of captivity was because they didn't keep the rest that God called them to do. You know, I believe uh, one of the most amazing things uh, God does is see our future sins and utter failures and still calls us his own. Amen. But not, not only that, he sees our potential and chooses that over our failures. You know, uh, turn to Judges. Turn to Judges with me. I like to travel around the Bible. But God, uh, Judges chapter 6, uh, the, the Judge Gideon. Amen. Uh, Verse 11 and verse 12. But God saw Gideon afraid and and terrified of his oppressors. He was utterly afraid. He was threshing wheat in the wine press because he was afraid they would take his food. So he's over there uh, making wheat where in reality you should be making uh, uh, wine. uh, And... But then the Lord comes, amen, in the midst of our fear. And the Bible says, uh, uh, in verse 12, the angel of the Lord. There's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, portion of Scripture. Pastor has talked about it. But by the context of Scripture, uh, that angel of the Lord is, is Jehovah. It, 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 the Jehovah is talking. The messenger that came to Gideon is assumed to be Christ the only person of the godhead uh, to have a physical form you know john 4:24 says that god is a spirit the holy spirit is of course a spirit that makes sense <laughs> and christ was speaking at that moment in that passage of scripture john 4:24 therefore the father is a spirit that's a teaching moment it's fun to learn the bible amen but I digress. The Lord came to Gideon, whoa, a frightful man, and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. He didn't see his fear, or he saw his fear, but he said, Thou mighty man of valor. Well, uh, let's not get started on what the Lord thinks of you. You know, you should read the Song of Solomon sometime. It will tell you how a man deeply loves his wife and is fascinated with every aspect of her. Not because she's good. Amen. But because he loves her. And that's how Jesus looks at you. But here's my point. That God knew Israel. And that he loves her. That not as the Catholics say. He's done with her. Because that's what they say. That they're Israel now. That's why they're universal. Because if you ever read the Bible you know, from cover to cover, uh, he's coming back for her. They're actually, they're going to have a struggle. It's called Jacob's struggle. Uh, seven years to be exact, but he'll get, he'll get her back. Amen. more teaching moments. <laughs> but from the moment he promised Abraham and, and the moment he promised Isaac, and when he promised Jacob, he knew her. He knew them. But here at this portion of Scripture in Leviticus 26 is one of the crucial facts for their punishment. Why they went into captivity. They decided not to rest. That's it. It's so strange. Such a simple thing as rest. Confusing it seems. Something so small and so simple and so easy. Yet they overlooked it. The Bible literally says the reason for their deportation and the 70 years of captivity was because they failed to keep their sabbatical year. If you go two chapters over, uh, Leviticus 25, well, one chapter, a couple pages over, uh, chapter 25 and verse 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel. And saying to them, when you come into the land which I give you, he's, he gives it. Then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. So when they get there, they're going to keep a Sabbath. Verse 3, six years thou shalt sow thy field. And six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard and gather in the fruit thereof. Verse 4, but in the f- seventh year. You know like the seventh day of creation? Right. In the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest. Unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field, nor prune thy vineyard. When they got there, they rested. Then six years later, they rested. God cares about rest. But you may ask, Brother Kevin, why didn't they just rest? You know why? Why didn't they just rest? If it was something so small and and something so minuscule and something so easy as just not doing something, why didn't they rest? Well, let me ask this. Why are you not doing the one thing God wants you to do? It's not hard. It's as simple as not working for a whole year. But let me come back a bit. Let me come back a bit before you get mad at me. What is the one thing God wants you to do? Oh wait, well, sorry. What is the one thing God wants you to do that you're not currently doing? Is it something you've done and you stopped? Is it something you've never started? Or is it something you can't seem to be consistent? What is it? You might honestly have a an honest question. What is it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a preacher, man. As Pastor said, I. I'm the preacher man preaching the word and hoping the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Hoping that you see Christ and him talking to you. That is my hope. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. It's not just what I say. It's what the Holy Spirit says. You know, I met a man at Costco as I was pumping in gas. He looked surprisingly like Brother Yule. He was in a suit. And he was African American. You know, liberal terms, but <laughs> I would have just said he's black. But he literally had the goatee as well. It was so oh, it was so weird. And I knew he was I knew he was from church or something. So I talked to him, and he talked with me, and 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 we we had a good conversation. I I I, I asked, "Are you saved?" He's like, "Yes, yes, I am." And and I told him, "Oh, I go to I go to Bible seminary." That's usually what I use to. To witness. It's just so easy to say. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing. But he told me at the end, he was like, Just want to let you know, Christianity, Christianity, wow. Christianity is a relationship. Amen? Between God and man that we can now commune. Paul said, That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. But I told him, You know, you're right. The Bible says that we have been given the power to become the sons of God. That we can call God, Abba, Father. Amen. I said, you're right. And we went on our way. I don't know why I said that. But, but then I met a, 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 I met a, there's a woman at the nursing home that I, I go and I and help out and I preach every now and then. Um, but she said, oh, I really like your preaching. And I said, thank you. It's, it's all Christ. You know. I just get up there and, as Paul said, preach the word. Yes. And he speaks. It's not what I do. And then I met a man at Home, uh, at home Depot, home, I can't speak today, a, a man at Home Depot telling me, uh, he came up and he was uh, offering me a track, and I said, oh, yeah, he, he, was, he was giving me his whole thing, and I was like, yeah, and then I asked, are you saved? And he said, yes, I am. And uh, I got to talk to him as well, and, he, and he, I told him, I'm, I'm in Bible Seminary, I'm trained to be a preacher, amen. And he said, oh, and he prayed for me, and he told me, it's not just about knowledge, and I said, yes, you're exactly right. The kingdom of God is not just in word, but in power. But I, you know, I can tell you all these spiritual truths. I can tell you the Bible from from cover to cover. But if God didn't speak to you and you didn't see Christ, then I didn't do my job. Uh The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. I just wanted to throw that in there. But (laughs) but you know that's why I love pastor. That's why I love Brother Marco. Because they get up here, and that's why I like any, any man, uh, and the Bible says only men from birth uh, can be up here and preach on this wood pulpit. But any man that preaches the truth, and I'm, I'm grateful for these men. Because sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes I get lazy, sometimes I get rebellious. And then as the Bible says, uh, O Israel, Hosea chapter 13, thou hast destroyed thyself. Or you become desolate and you don't do what God tells you. And then I'm thinking, I need someone to tell me the truth. I can go to pastor. I can go to Brother Marco. They might be a bit harsh sometimes, but I need that. Because sometimes I want to be lazy and not do something. And I just need my dad and, and just tell me, hey, keep, keep going. Just do it. Sometimes I just need a, a, a father to chastise me to do the right thing. So I'm thankful for these men. They preach the truth. Why? Because the truth shall set you free. Are you tired of living a boring life with no vitality in it? Are you tired of being depressed and discontent and even miserable? Are you tired of feeling defeated? And This is my favorite one that Pastor preached one time. It was—I still remember—it was the, it was a passage of Zacchaeus. Or Zacchaeus, we went after Jesus, and he said uh, that Zacchaeus was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Hey. And that always stuck with me. Are you sick and tired of just being sick and tired? Well, that's not that. Wow, I can't speak to it <laughs> because it is not in word but in power. But that's not God's will for you. It's not His will for you to be defeated and void of life. That is not what Jesus said. He said the thief, the robber. Are you, are you feeling robbed? The robber of your life cometh to kill and to steal and to destroy. Are you feeling destroyed today? Desolate as the land of Israel? Because you aren't doing the one thing that Christ told you to do. And if you honestly don't know, ask. <laughs> you know, sometimes we just we just we should just ask and cry Abba, Father." If you honestly don't know, ask right now. Just ask God and tell him, "Could you remind me, Lord, of what you want me to do? I forgot. <laughs> Please. I know you're merciful. I know you're waiting for me to do it again or just to do it. Show me Please, just ask. And the reason I said for God is because you know what he wants you to do. And maybe you're being like Naaman, who thought it too little and too simple of a command to just go down the river and and dip himself seven times. Elijah, the prophet, the man of God, told him, go down seven times. You want to get cleansed? Cleansed of your leprosy, that literally is impossible to cleanse, a miracle, you should just do this. Something so simple. Why? Because God doesn't want you to do something big. Don't let Satan deceive you or discourage you. Our God is a kind God, He is love. He knows what you can and cannot do, He knows your strengths and your weaknesses. The Bible says that, I can't remember, I'll just go to it. 1 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 10, you can turn with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, there hath no temptation. That can be a test. That can be a trial, a hardship, the death of a loved one, school, Or just the anxiety of, of, the overwhelming anxiety that you can't have rest. No temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. He doesn't want you to do something strange. Amen. Nor something extraordinary. But something you know. Something you know deep in your heart. Something that you keep, the the moment it springs up into your mind, the desire to do it fades away altogether. Something that you know you should do eventually. But you say, I'll do that later. Or not right now. I'll read my Bible tomorrow. I'll pray later in the evening. And then the evening just runs away. But turn with me. Uh, again, we're moving through Scripture. I love it. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11. See if you can beat me there. Sword drill. Malachi, beat me. (laughs) Sword drill. (laughs) No, but chapter 30, verse 11. This was uh, Moses speaking to the children of Israel after giving them the 600 and something laws. (laughs) He then says this For this commandment, which I command thee this day, It is not hidden from thee. neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it? It's not so far up, so high and, and hard to do that you can't just seem to do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. Verse 14. But the word, amen, it comes from the word of God. I love that um, the Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You want to have faith? Just uh, open the book and read the word. But the word He's very nigh unto thee. Read, in thy mouth and in thy heart. You know, he said that he will give us a new heart, that he will take away the stony heart of the stone, the heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. Soft, tender. That's why James said, receive the engrafted word with meekness, open-mindedness. Just take it. Let it be sown into your heart as a seed drops into the, the plowed land. And in thy heart that thou mayest do it. Verse 15, see, look, behold, pay attention. I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. I always love that the Lord gives us a choice. You know, sometimes we're too fearful. We lack faith. We don't do what he wants us to do. And I love that passage of scripture in uh, in Isaiah, chapter 42, uh, verse 3. It says, oh, yeah, verse 3. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. If you don't understand what that means, uh, um, I don't really understand it that well, but I get it to a a point. A bruised reed shall he not break. A reed that was supposed to grow and it got bent. and God didn't just discard it away saying, oh, that's just a weed that's useless. No, he he lets it grow. And then afterwards, it's long enough, he, he uses it as he wants. He lets it grow past its wound. Or the smoking flax... The priests, they used to have these lamps that they had to burn uh, almost, I think almost all the time or not all the time. And they had this oil in it. But he says the smoking flax, it's like when you see a flame where you just see the embers, it's just flickering. And it's, almost, it's about to die out. And it says in the smoking flax shall he not quench. The Lord waits until you're ready. And then, just like the children of Israel, 40 years later, (laughs) he takes them to the promised land. And all that fear is gone. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, he lets you go through that so that you would know that you don't want to not do that again. (laughs) That you just want to get it over with. But God has set life and death, good and evil, before you. You know, Jesus said uh, that uh, after he said, The thief cometh to kill, to steal, and to destroy, he said, I am come to give life that ye might have it more abundantly. Abundantly. He's overflowing, pressed down, shaken together. Are you savoring for joy? Are you salivating for life in abundance? Are you thirsty and hungry for righteousness? Then why not? What's stopping you? Maybe God literally just wants you to get some rest. <laughs> some of us overwork ourselves a bit too much. I'm still young and sometimes I stay up late, very late. And I don't get the rest I need And my dad says, you know, Kevin, one day when you're like six years older or ten years older, you're going to feel it. Right now you might not, but you're going to feel it eventually. And he's right. Maybe he wants you to start reading your Bible every day. Maybe just a chapter. Maybe just two. Maybe three. Maybe four. However the Lord is telling you to do it. You might be doing one already. Maybe he wants you to do two. Maybe he's called you to, to preach and to let go of some things. Maybe he wants you to serve in some certain area in the church. Maybe he's told you to pray for certain people. Maybe he's told you to witness more. Maybe he burdens your heart every time you see that cashier or that person at the gas station. That the, mind po- the, that the thought pops into your mind and you say, I have, I have a track. I should give it to him. Maybe he just wants your heart. You know, David sinned a lot. He committed a terrible sin with Bathsheba. He committed adultery and then killed her husband. But the Bible still said that he was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. There was something in David that no matter how badly he messed up, God's always had his heart. If you go to Psalms fifty-one. You'll see his heart. He says, "Have mercy upon me, O God, according to Thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of Thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin." For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight. God had his heart. You know, whatever it may be, I encourage you. Yea, I I rebuke you with all long suffering to do it. Choose life and good. Have life in abundance. Don't be like the children of Israel after they finally came back from the 70 years of captivity. They finally finished it. They were done. They were so happy. I think it was King Cyrus that said, you can go back. And man, were they excited. But then God told them, all right, get to work. Build that temple. Rebuild the temple. And they started to build their own houses. You know what? Turn there. I want you to see it. Go to Haggai, the book of Haggai. It's somewhere in the, in the old prophets. It's after Sephaniah and before Zechariah. Uh, Sephaniah is after Habakkuk, and Zechariah is before. Zechariah is before this guy, Malachi. But if you read with me in the book of Haggai, chapter 1. Verse 1, it says, In the second year of Darius, the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, God is specific about the time, came the word of the Lord. Amen. They were hungry for it. Haggai, the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealt, I don't know how you say that, Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshaddik, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts. Amen. I love that name, the Lord of hosts. Saying, this people, this people say, the time has not come. Sound familiar? That sounds like me every morning. I have to wake up. I can just hit that alarm. One more time. It's It's not time yet. It's not time yet. Two hours later, I'm late. The time that the Lord's house should be built. Verse 3, then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, verse 4, is it time for you? Is it time for you? O ye to dwell in your sealed houses, covered and protected. It's like when rain can't get in them. And this house lie waste. Verse 5, now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Ask. There's you know, some days when I'm not doing exi- the one thing that God doesn't want me to do. You know, God is still with me. He still loves me. Amen. He waits for me. But I can tell there's something missing. There's something missing that I need to do that I just can't get a grasp on. I go home, or whatever I do, I go home at the end of the day, and it just feels like I'm missing something. Verse 6, it says, Ye have so much, and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes trying so hard and the lord just says nope 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 you're not going to get anything thus saith the lord of hosts you can try and try and try or you could have the lord of hosts the commander of the lord the lord's army fight for you instead of him being your sword and your adversary joshua said Are you for us or against us? But he got the wrong picture. Is he for him or is he against him? And then he said, (laughs) he spoke with his actions. He bowed. But verse 7, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways, look at yourself. We're almost done. (laughs) They were trying so hard to get things and God kept taking it away because they weren't doing what he wanted them to do. Can I give you a testimony? (laughs) Uh, My personal experience with, uh, you know, I I have many. Don't think I'm better than you. I have many. One, at least one every week. But a big one was when the Lord called me to preach. You know, I always had this desire to, to tell others, and God did that, because he said that he'll give us the desires of our heart. You know, maybe, it's funny, one time I told pastor, I, it was a genuine question, not because I thought I was called to preach, I, was, I just told him, if I were called to preach, how would I know so I don't miss it? <laughs> and from that moment, pastor just laughed. <laughs> he laughed, because he knew, and, and I get it now. Because just that desire in me was proof that God was wanting me to preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you have the desire. Maybe maybe it's just a, a loving desire for others that you just want to tell them. Maybe you really are called to preach. But he uh, he used the, the the verse Romans chapter ten. You know that infamous chapter. It's that same chapter that. Paul quotes that verse of Scripture that we read in Deuteronomy 30. And afterwards, after he's done, in verse 14, it says, after verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. That wonderful verse. He says, how then, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they going to hear the word of God? Or how are they going to believe? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? How are they going to hear? But then how shall they hear? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's why I'm here today. Preach the word. I love that verse. This is just, just go do it. Stop worrying about it. Just go do it. It's fun. It's fun. Because it's not... You know, I'm not anything good. I'm just as filthy and rotten as every one of you. I forgot there's a quote somewhere by F.B. Meyer. I can't word it, but I can paraphrase it. He said that he used to think, in his early in his Christian service, he used to think that the blessings of God were stacked one above another. That as you grow in your knowledge of Christ and of the Bible, you can reach more and grow in your Christian character. You can get more, more, more. But he said he, he realized that that's not how it is. He said that the gifts and blessings of God are stacked one beneath another. That the lower you go, the more you receive. Why? Because God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the lowly, to the humble. You know, the more you see yourself as you really are, that God knows who you really are, as how God sees you. That's when you get blessed. Not thinking you can do it. God does it through you. Another side trail. The most, one of the, one of the blessed things I've learned uh, was that. Christianity is not you uh, with Christ's help. It's Christ through you. Paul said, God in you, the hope of glory. And that helped me so much. That it was not me trying to make money into a bag of holes and, and a hope God helps. It was me letting God work through me and just building that temple. But I wanted to preach. Well, I didn't want to preach. I didn't want to go. What I wanted to do was run track in college. I love track. You know, me and Josiah were, were track buddies. We're workout buddies. We played uh, football. I've known him since eighth grade. And, and I, I love that guy. He's my best friend. Wish he was here. But pray for him. But... I wanted to run track in college. Actually, uh, I don't tell this a lot. I think I don't know if I've told this here, but I wanted to be an Olympian one day. Silly dream, I know. You know, I tried really, really hard. I, I gave it my all this is my senior year. I said, "I'm going to give it everything I have." And man, I jumped worse than I did my freshman year. I, I put money into a bag of holes. It was so weird, because after I got saved, I got this sore on my foot. It was so weird. It was a thorn in my flesh, literally. And I could just not jump with that foot. It was my jumping foot, and I just I couldn't jump it. I tried so hard. Every time I would step, it would just hurt. I finally accommodated to the pain. The pain didn't go away, but I got used to it. Every time I stepped up a stair, it was just, oh, I was like, oh, I'm an old man. But I'm, I'm not an old man. I don't know what it's like yet. (laughs) Don't remind me. But I had this sore on my foot, and it didn't go away. I did worse than I ever have done. I I tried to apply to colleges, and for some reason, I just I wasn't getting answers back in time. It was stressing me out. People were getting their, their replies so quickly, and me, I was waiting months. I think by May or March, I still hadn't got pretty much anything. Finally, I just decided for community college. And I wanna I want you to know I'm not, not boasting, but I I in school I, I got good grades. I was a student athlete. I could have I could have gone to big schools like UNT or UTA for free. But I didn't. It didn't work out. Put into a bag of holes. And the summer came and summer rolled around, and in a week before school started the next semester pastor called me into his office and he asked me you know, Kevin what are you going to do with your life and that day I literally decided I'm going to try my hardest again <laughs> I'm thankful the Lord is merciful and he leads us into the right direction because I, I remember I, hearing brother, I was hearing Brother uh, Clark's class and he just said do what you know so I was like okay I'm going to do what I know <laughs> But I'm grateful the Lord uh, directed me. And, and pastor, he, he asked me, you know, Kevin, are you, aren't you, are you, are you called to preach? Uh, I've heard you preach. You should check out Norris, the school that I go to now. And so I went with uh, Josiah. Uh, we both went. Uh, it was mainly for me, but he went there because he, he was my buddy. But I went. I, I, I saw the thing. I sat through three preaching sermons. My mind was fried I heard Brother Stewart talk, and if you've ever heard Brother Stewart talk, which, which he's been here before. He's the president of the college. He just drones and drones and drones and drones and drones, and, and it's just a one-sided conversation. And I told him, I, I was like, all right, uh-huh, uh-huh, and then the next day I, I texted him and I decided to wait. I told the president, uh, Brother Stewart, no, not yet. Let me Let me think about it. I was overwhelmed. I was literally overwhelmed. I went home that day. And I just laid in bed, and I screamed. <laughs> my mind hurt. The school had started, and, and I, I felt miserable. I felt lifeless. I felt like something was gnawing at me at the back of my head, and I, I felt without hope. I knew God was with me, but something was off. And after a while, like three days later, I just couldn't take it. I told pastor, I told him, contact Brother Stewart and tell him I'm coming <laughs> And that evening, I packed my bags, I left the next morning, I left home for the first time, and I saw my dad cry for the first time, and truly see his compassion. Now, my dad is an awesome dad, but I've just, I've never seen that from him. And I said, thank you, Lord. It was the first step, you know, that's the, just wanted my dad to be proud of me. But you know, he's the awesome dad, I'm the bad son. <laughs> But I went to Bible seminary. And, well, I, I, I went there that day. I, I got there a week late. I didn't care. I was, I was so done. I'm like, I'm done. I don't care anymore. But I knew that's what the Lord wanted. I was terrified. I was giddy. And I was completely afraid. But faith is not without fear. Don't get discouraged. Having faith is not the most perfect thing. So before I close, I want to ask. Are you going to do what the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to do before this year ends? Or are you going to remain desolate as a land of Israel until you have faith in what He wants to do in your life? One last verse before we go, as a form of encouragement. Uh, turn to Proverbs 14:4, 4. one of my favorite verses. I always say that every time I preach. But just one of my favorite verses. One day you'll find out which one is my favorite. It's the Bible. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 14. Verse 4. The man Solomon. The wisest man. He still messed up. But it says. uh, Where no oxen are. The crib is clean. But much increase is by the strength of the ox. I love this verse because it reminds me that there's work involved. (laughs) And trials involved. And tribulation. And pain and sorrow. But what did Peter say? The Lord, he'll establish you. He will make you perfect before he sets you on your way. I paraphrase that. (laughs) But it's okay because the Lord takes care of it. You know, it says where no oxen are, the crib is clean. What they did, if you don't know, um, you might know. But what they did back then, they would have a two oxen. They were kind of like bulls. And uh, what they would do, they would yoke them together. A yoke is these things that would hold them together. And uh, they would put two and two together. That's why the Bible says, be not unequally yoked. Don't have a bull, an oxen, and some goat along with it. It won't pull it well. That's not how it works. It's two and two oxen. Two lambs together. Amen. But there's two oxen, and then there's this big metal form plow that tills the ground. It plows it, and it kind of, you know how there's dry ground, and it's just thunk. It's like after the freeze, and it's just, you can't, you know, just it feels like hard wood. But what it does, it breaks up that ground so they can put, they can sow seeds and they can sow, uh, make, get fruit from it and yield a harvest. So what it's saying is, those oxen, you know, they're used to get fruit. They're used to get your sustenance, your life, the things that you rely on. But here it says, where no oxen are, the crib is clean. Just like horses, they're stables. You got to keep them clean. If you don't have any, it'll always be clean. But then it says, but much increase, much life, much fruit is by the strength of the ox. You want to have food on your table, you're going to have to clean up some poop. (laughs) You're going to have to feed them whatever they have to eat. I don't know what they have to eat. Maybe hay. (laughs) But nothing good comes without work. I think Jesus showed us that. You know, uh, God said, he promised, and that's a promise from God, not for me. He said, I will fight for you, that he'll take care of it. But you just have to take that small step of mustard seed faith, and you'll move mountains. But you have to go. You have to stay stay the course. I was going to point to it, but it's not there yet. You have to stay the course, the theme for the new year. I know I'm I'm, I'm taking up your time, but I'm almost done. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 uh, and 14, I guess there's one more verse. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Just go. Just do it. Just do it. You know, could you grab your hymnals and go to uh, hymn number uh, 464. 464. We're just going to read one verse. 464. I love this hymn. A friend showed it to me and. Every time I, I, I play it, it's just, it stirs my heart up. I say, Did not my heart burn within me? Hopefully, I can get it right. It says, Nothing between my soul and the Savior, not of this world's delusive dream. I have renounced all sinful pleasure. Jesus is mine. There's nothing between, nothing between, my soul and the Savior, so that his blessed face may be seen, nothing preventing the least of his favor. Keep the way clear, let nothing between. (coughs) You want to sing with me? Would you like to sing with me? Just the chorus. Nothing between my soul and the savior so that his blessed face may be seen nothing preventing the least of his favor keep the way clear let nothing between encourage you just just do what he wants you to do amen let's pray father i thank you for this time I thank you for allowing me to preach and just to speak your word. I pray your people will just uh, yield. That's what you told us to do, just to yield. Just to let off that gas pedal and just to yield. We love you. In Jesus' name.